Welcome to day 187 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, David, Matt, and Cindy. So we continue to work our way through, through the message of Jeremiah. Uh, we've just uh, read uh, yesterday you know, Jeremiah's letter to the exiles. Uh, you know, to go into the land uh, where I've taken you. It, it's part of, you know, as Cindy pointed out in yesterday's podcast, part of, you know, Jeremiah's, you know, message or God's message to Israel to take this yoke upon you and and to let it be an easy yoke and a gentle yoke and to mm-hmm. seek the prosperity of the city. And, and of course, that you know, reminds us later that we have a yoke we take on, which is even more gentle and even more pleasant. You know, that's a part of that. Uh, you know, the yoke of, of Christ Jesus. So this wonderful letter that kind of teaches us how to be people who are uh, in a land that's not our own. I, I know we're you know, citizens of you know the, this country and this place, and this in, in one sense is our home, but in another sense is not. We're, we're looking for a better place. Um, you know, a place the writer of Hebrews said of Abraham, who's architect and builder, you know, is is God. And so we want to be as much of a presence of his grace here as, as we can, recognizing, you know, that not all's right. Uh, so we continue in chapter 29, and, and we realize that the conflict that was happening in Jerusalem is carrying itself into, you know, exile as well, that there are, are false prophets. And uh, God is, you know, dealing with, you know, both the false prophets and the hard message of the true prophets as we close out the week. Next week, by the way, stay tuned for next week, we're going to get into some of the new covenant promises, which are rich and deep, you know, in the next few chapters of, of Jeremiah. But uh, we end here with a, with a word of judgment, and the word of judgment is to one of the false prophets. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you uh, for the you know, ability to uh, hear your word. We thank you for story you invite us into. Uh, we look at how others have lived in this story and others have risen to this story. And we thank you, Father, for the grace uh, that we read about yesterday, that if we seek you with all your heart, you will be found by us. Jesus would say the same thing. Uh, to anyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Anyone who seeks will find. And anyone who calls out, you will answer. And uh, Father, we thank you for your promise and for your nearness. Be with us as we read your word today. May you stir our affection for you and continue your work in us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. And in Jeremiah 29, 24, tell Shemaiah, uh, Nilamite, that this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You sent letters, your own name, to all the people in Jerusalem, to priest Zephaniah of Maasiah, and to all the other priests. You said to Zephaniah, the Lord has appointed you priest in the place of Jehoiada to be in charge of the house of the Lord. You should put any maniac who acts like a prophet into stocks and neck irons. So why have you not reprimanded Jeremiah from Anathoth, who possesses as a prophet among you? He has sent this message to us in Babylon. It'll be a long time. Therefore, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Zephaniah the priest, however, read the letter to Jeremiah the prophet. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, send this message to all the exiles. This is what the Lord says about Shemaiah the Nehemiah, because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, even though I did not send him, and has persuaded you to trust in lies. This is what the Lord says, I will surely punish Shemaiah the Nehemiah and his descendants. He will have no one left among the people, nor will he see the good things I will do for my people, declares the Lord, because he has preached rebellion against me. 
So Jeremiah is writing from Jerusalem. He writes to uh, the exiles in Babylon. And so one of the prophets in Babylon writes a letter back, and he says, you should uh, take these madmen who are claiming to be prophets and put them in stocks, i.e., in a Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. And Zephaniah just reads it to Jeremiah and said, what do you think about that? And he said, ah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so this is a crazy end to a section of Jeremiah, the first, you know, uh, first, you know, 29 you know, chapters ends with the people in exile and it ends with judgment, you know, on, on, on a false prophet, mm -hmm. which is a pattern, you know, that we've seen all the, all the way through. I, I get a kick out of the, the letter, you know, the, you should put anyone who, any maniac who acts like a prophet into the stocks and neck irons. And ironically enough, you know, God did put Jeremiah in the, you know, <laughs> he put the yoke on him as a, as a symbolism for, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. what the mm -hmm. people are going to be under because they don't hear the word of the yeah, Lord. There, there, so, there's kind of a small echo back, yeah. you know, to the yoke, you know, that he told uh, the people to take on from, you know, Nebuchadnezzar. And then, of course, mm -hmm. when the wooden yoke was broken, then there was the iron yoke yeah. so you, you do have you do have a you know a little you know kind of a little callback you know there and it's a different kind of yoke we're talking about yeah let's just speak to the tension of i mean without eyes to see and ears to hear you just don't know who to listen to and who to to follow and you just go after any mm. voice out there that as we've talked about earlier just kind of has a a better or a lighter or a kind of easier message rather than the real message that God would give uh, his people. You know, it's, it's tragic. You know, it's, uh, you know, we, we live in a world where you just have all kinds of crazy information, misinformation, and, and you have this, you know, whole thing of, wow, you know, what, what voices, you know, do I listen to? And the, the only sure, uh, you know, hope in, in all of this is to know and listen to the voice of God. And of course, we know his voice by being exposed to his voice by his spirit, you know, through his word. And the more grounded we are in the word, the more the other voices are easy to be easy to recognize, you know, for what they are. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're reminded of that, that whenever, I, you know, Jesus talks about being the great shepherd, he says one of the distinguishing characteristics, uh, you know, of, of his sheep is they know my voice mm -hmm. uh, and I call them by name. And, and, and so you're right. There, 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 we live in an age when there's a number of voices and another number of different things tugging on our hearts and vying for our direction. Some of them, you know, have kind of an appearance of godliness, but ah, it's just not quite, you know, in, in sync with it. And, and, and the only salvation in that moment for us is to, to know how to listen and hear the true voice of God. Well, it's kind of interesting because in 29... Uh, God even warned them that while they were there to be careful not to listen to the prophets and diviners among you that will deceive you um, and that will speak to you in ways that encourage you in things that you want to hear, you know. So apparently it's, it sounds as if, you know, this this person is trying to take a shortcut in, in their time in Babylon and, and has really watered down the message, which I find kind of interesting um, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they pro you know produce, and and just the whole ideal of seeking the peace and the prosperity, and that you know God will be with them is is lost in this. You know, no, I mean you know, either one one of one two messages is true. You're going to be here for a while, and you need to be God's people, right? You know, in this place, 
and of course, you know, we've already heard, you know, you know, last week, you know, am, am I a God who is near and not a God who is far away? Well, here they're far away, mm-hmm. and He's still proving Himself to be God, and so they are to settle down and to honor God and to continue to pursue you know, His good words and His good promise in a very inconvenient, you know, time and place. So one of the two messages is true that you shouldn't settle down; you could should rebel. Uh, and the other is that uh, you, you know you listen to it, and uh, it, it mm-hmm. will be pr- proven out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, over the course of time. Yeah. You have to love too. Kind of an interesting <clears throat> note in uh, verse thirty-two, where it says, "You know, he'll have no one left among his people, nor will he see the good things that I will do for my people." You know, the Lord said he will, he will bring about his good promises, but. Even in the midst of exile, I mean, as we've just been reading this, it seems like, man, it's not going to go well for, for God's people. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're not repentant. They're stubborn. <coughs> they look a lot like us. Mm-hmm. And yet the Lord is able to say, even in the midst of this, you know, that in the midst of exile and, and what will come, you know, good things will be done. And it's just we're seeing the heart, you know, of God towards his people that, yes, he does not let sin go unpunished. And yet he lavishes them with grace and goodness, you know, because that's the kind of God that he is. So those tensions that get held together, we're seeing consequences for sin, mm-hmm. we're seeing yeah. rebellion, and yeah. yet we see grace upon grace um, and the kindness of God mm-hmm. leading his people to repentance. Mm-hmm. No, and it's the, you know, it's the double message. There is, you know, blessing and curse, you know, and, and, and I'm. You know the uh, curse is really kind of the uh, disintegration of blessing or the undoing, you know, undoing of blessing. And so mm-hmm. uh, most of the exiles will, even though they're there because they are honoring God in this moment in the way that He's directed them to live as exiles, will experience, you know, a, a as it were, a, a blessing in the land of of curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the opposite will be true for Shemaiah and all of those who mm-hmm. have not heard the word of the Lord. The, the, <laughs> Uh, they will not see the good things that the Lord has in store for them, even in a in a very hard place. Mm-hmm. It's been a you know fun week in, in Jeremiah, and and by fun I mean it, it's encouraging, it's convicting, it's uh, awe inspiring in so many ways. It's uh, relevant in in, in in so many ways, and and we deeply are moved, you know, by God's word. And uh, so it's been a good week. You know, next week we're looking forward to our introduction into uh, new covenant promises and some of the richest you know passages, you know, in, in the Old Testament as well. You know, for this weekend we've given you a psalm you know to read through you know tomorrow, and of course we hope you gather expectantly you know with God's people you know to worship Him, uh, to hear His word, and to encourage one another with mm-hmm. uh, with the fellowship that we have in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are active among us. We thank you, Father, for your voice, for the promises we read yesterday that you will be found by us if we seek you. You're not hiding from us. Uh, You're as available to us as as our uh, hearts are available to you. And in fact, you affect the mercy of moving our hearts to seek you. Mm -hmm. So may you do that in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.